I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. All right. So I'm here with Melissa, Melissa Ellis, who is an entrepreneur, CEO, tech co-founder, sales expert, coach, educator, public speaker, and author. And that's all we got. That's it. Girlfriend, wife, I don't know. Lover, not a fighter. Wife, dog, mom, power lifter, you know. The- oh, power lifter. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, she's the co-founder of Skimit, the only social media efficiency tool you need to never miss what matters on social through keyword and key phrase search notifications. So very cool. Um, I mean, and she also has like a spa and stuff. I mean, she's busy in two podcasts. She's, she's awesome. So um, cool. Well, tell me, yeah, tell, tell us all a little bit more about Skimit because um, before we started recording, I was like, wait a second, I need to understand this because financial advisors have compliance issues and not everybody who comes on the podcast understands that. And so I'm like, let's make sure they can use it. And I'm actually really excited for you to hear this, everybody, because this is something you totally can use. And I don't even think compliance would have to know about it because it's not actually about you putting stuff out. It's about you learning about what other people are saying. So you know, when you can prospect to them. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. So basically we're all using social media and most of us usually have a love hate relationship with it, right? Because there are so many potential clients and customers, but how do you find the right people that are actively looking for what you want You don't want to seem spammy, but you want to use social media to lead generate. And the average business owner or professional is in 30 different Facebook groups. And who, I mean, Robin, do you have time to navigate 30 different Facebook groups? I'm probably in like a lot of Facebook groups and LinkedIn. I don't know. Do you do it on LinkedIn as well? LinkedIn's coming next. Okay. Cause I'm on a ton of groups because I just like, Oh, these could have my clients, but, or prospects, whatever. And so I like, I joined the groups, but then I'm never in them ever, ever, ever. And I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I spend my money on social media advertising. Right. right. <laughs> but I think yeah. a lot of advisors might, might either spend time on social media, especially LinkedIn. Um, and definitely are in maybe groups to escape things also. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, your time is valuable. So and you hit the nail on the head. I don't spend time on social media. I delegate that out. I I have, I spend money for other people to do my social media bidding. And that totally makes sense because we don't have time. And the, the way that Skimit works is it allows you to generate leads essentially from people who are actively searching for what you offer. So inside of these Facebook groups- But, you but can- searching or you said, it sounds like you said even just talking about it. Yeah. Literally just talking about it. So if you are in a group, for example, and Sally Sue says, Hey, I'm, I have some finance questions. Does anybody have a recommendation? Then Skimit will notify you first. If you put in keywords like finance recommendation, a financial planner, you know, those kinds of things. So whenever other people are talking about it out in the metaverse, I guess is what we live in now, then give it, will tell you right away. So you can be the first to respond and engage in that conversation. 
Wow. That's super cool. So, um, so yeah, so I, I would say I'm imagining like, well, it depends, I think on the person as a financial advisor, because if you're using, uh, I'm talking to the, you now the audience, but if you're using social media, um, at all to market, which I'm assuming you would after the pandemic, if we can say after, if that is possible, but, um, that you're actually either looking for people again, you said LinkedIn is coming, but I, I know a lot of my clients are on LinkedIn and using LinkedIn, having conversations on LinkedIn, some are in groups. And then it seems like everybody's on Facebook. And I think everybody is on Facebook, even if it's just a few minutes a day, but, um, but I, I can totally see that. So like, it could, it could also be, you know, they, I guess, do you, do you help them figure out what the keywords could be or do they have to figure that out themselves? No, I mean, that's a great question. So eventually as, cause this is launching in February, like the first week of February. So it's coming up really, really soon. Um, but eventually as we get more data, then we'll be able to introduce machine learning and it can recommend keywords for the onboarding process. I'm working really hard on making sure we have great onboarding content for different industries. So we'll give recommendations of keywords to try so that, and you'll test it a little bit, but eventually the AI will kick in and say, Hey, looks like you're looking for finance. Here are some recommendations or, Hey, this isn't one of your keywords, but it seems related to what you're Mm -hmm. saying. You should check it out. Man, I think like anything everyone's talking about in my masterminds, like this is the AI year, like AI is just taking over and it's just like insane. And if you guys haven't heard yet about chat GPT, that's like, it's almost like I don't want to tell anybody because now it's not working because there are too many people on it. <laughs> Have you heard about chat GPT? Oh, I'm writing it down right now. Oh my God. You're going to go crazy. It's, it's, it's an AI tool that basically you can ask it anything. It's like, if you wanted to ask Google, it's like when Google first came out, everyone's like, really? Like you can do a search, like, and it's going to tell you and give you a website. Well, this is going to give you content and it's AI content. So it's like, it's ridiculous. It's like write a blog about how women and financial services, um, are going to change the world or something. And it's like, boo, 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 boo. I mean, literally it starts writing in front of your eyes as you're, as you're at, and then you can keep asking more clarifying questions, or you can say, make it more casual, you know, add a story about someone famous, you know, um, give me five examples of famous people who, you know, female who, you know, who, who have financial advisors and talk about the importance of having financial advisors. Now it might say, I don't have enough information every once in a while, but it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's going to change everything. So that's just one that a lot of people are talking about. Jasper is another one people have been talking about for a while. I don't know if you know Jasper, but, um, regardless if you're listening to this and you're like AI, I hardly know AI, but like this, this whole thing with AI stuff is scary. People are freaking out. I'm actually working with a company. Um, dare I say this to, to my podcast listeners, but where, um, we can, we can buy a list. Okay. of female financial advisors and get insights on, on like how, what the likelihood of them working with me, like truly like what they, I think AI does. It's like taking my messaging, seeing what messaging they have put out on the world wide web, maybe their, um, you know, their website or LinkedIn or whatever. And it's like, this has a affinity score of 90, like, like they're going to like Robin Crane, you know, um, Robin Crane, the person, and they're going to like Robin Crane, you know, they're the company. And it's like, it can tell me those things. It can tell me, um, different things like how they, you know, they, they care about authority. Right. So you're like, Oh, by the way, you know, when I was talking to Mel Robbins, you know, hanging out with Mel Robbins, whatever. So it's like crazy that you can use that in your content marketing to start attracting the people. So like, this is where the world is going. Oh my gosh. It really, really is. And I think that from, from those of us who are, um, 
dare we say opportunistic, but for people who are looking for opportunities to grow their network, um, find more prospects and clients and everything like that. I mean, there's so much benefit, right? We just have to know about the different resources that are out there. Like I had never heard of chat GPT and I'm in the tech industry. And so I'm like, wait a second. I don't know. AI, right? No less. Right, exactly. I'm going to be in my mastermind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is like, I've read a ton of stuff just about like, well, what is 20, you know, 2023 going to be about, you know, um, one of the ladies in a different mastermind, uh, Marisa Margatroyd, I think her last name is, she'll kill me for butchering it. But, um, she put out like a state of the union or a state of the dress, whatever, like this is what's going to happen in the year. And with, from all these different experts and it's like 90% of it was AI, AI, AI. So you might not like it. You might think, and I'm again, talking to the audience, but you might not like it. You might think, like, this is scary. Like, I don't want people to know my stuff. The truth is it's already happening. And like, you can either get to take advantage. And when I say take advantage, I hate that language because it's not about taking advantage of anyone. It's actually to be able to help more people because you know how to talk to them and communicate them in a way that's actually actually serving them versus pushing them. So it actually gives us indicators of like, what do people need to hear or want to hear in order that's going to like make them feel comfortable. And it's not to manipulate people. It's actually to serve them, yeah. you know? I actually have a kind of a funny example of this. Um, I not the person that I'm married to now, but I went on a date with a guy years ago in college and he, it was like the best date I'd ever been on. It was everything that I love. We like went to the batting cages and we, you know, did like Texas, I grew up in Texas, like Texas barbecue. And he took me to this place that happened to have bluebell ice cream. Like I was like, this is the best date ever. And I found out that he had done his homework. Like he had researched (laughs) me a little bit. And had thought like, okay, how do I make this work? And I, when I found that out, he kind of thought I was going to be mad. And I was like, no, I actually appreciate that you took the time to, to make sure that this, that's how we could look at AI. Like it's, it's doing its homework. It's figuring us out so that we can make sure it's a great fit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, you can't fight what's happening. It's like people when, when, you know, uh, what do they call W what do they call it? Like, like W3, what the heck do they call it now? Like with, with the metaverse and, and crypto and stuff, they're calling it. I can't remember now. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be embarrassed later, but um, don't cut it. We need people to know that I don't know things. It's okay. Um, Team don't cut this. It's okay. I just can't remember web 3.0 that there it is. Brains back, brains back web Web 3.0. Right. So they're calling like this web 3.0, right. The whole crypto metaverse and all that stuff. But it's like, it's like, and I'm not saying necessarily about crypto, but I'm just saying like things are changing and, and things are adapting and we're in a new world. And if we, we can't ignore it, but we, we can actually use it to help more people. And, and, and my whole mantra, make more money, help more people. It's like, yeah, you want to make more money and you should make more money, but it's all, all for the sake of helping people and making a bigger impact. So going back to skim it, um, that's really cool because we don't have time. And if you're going to be on social media, I, I, I feel like um, at the risk of saying something really crass, it's like when I've worked with a lot of clients, it's like, well, do you want to use social media for fun or do you want to use social media? I'm not going to be crass. I decided not to. Do you want to use social media um, to build your business? Right. And it's kind of a choice. Like it's kind of a choice. Like I can only, I can say I'm going to use um, social media for fun, but then it's going to be different messaging, different things I say out, out there. And not necessarily because I'm very much an open book, but like, 
I'm going to act a different way if I was really doing it to escape. And, and, and I, I just don't, I don't, I don't use social media for that. I've, I kind of always used it for business. And so I'm all into being vulnerable and telling the truth and being real and things I would tell my friends, I would tell clients or prospects. So um, I'm fine with that. So it's kind of similar if it's, but I actually go in there with the intention of like, I, yeah, I'd like people to, you know, follow my stuff and get great results and change their life and all that. So this, if you're going to use it for business at all, which I think you kind of have to in the world that we live in to be able to know what people are talking about and then have it ping you like, that's super cool. Yeah. Especially to be the first person. It's like, you're the first responder. Right, exactly. And I mean, going back to what you're saying, I, I always think about, we. there are some of us who want to be consumers and there are others of us that want to be creators of social media. And so, yes, you can create content and you know there are people who have built their entire businesses off of content and that's great. But you can also use social media to create opportunities. You're creating the, the opportunity to make more money and help more people. You're creating the opportunity to generate more leads, to um, build your network, so on and so forth. And with Skimit, it allows you to choose. Like if you wanted to use it to say, I want to be notified every time somebody says Kim Kardashian, cool, then go and enjoy <laughs> that and be a consumer, right? But if you want to, if you want to use it to be a creator, then that's what Skimit is there for. 100%. I want to use it to see what people are saying behind my back. Every time someone says Robin Crane, I want to know. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't well, want to know. That would be horrible. Like, don't ping me when people talk smack history. about me. I don't want to know. Um, I, I, I feel compelled to say this, even though most, most of the women listening are just listening and not seeing this, but, um, but Melissa has her books behind her color coded. So it's like a rainbow here. So that's really interesting way to find books. You're like, I want to read the red one tonight. Is that just because on podcasts, you wanted it to look like a rainbow? You know what? Yeah. I wanted it to look nice, but also I, a visual, visual person, I know that you remember this book is red or this. Is red. Yep. Exactly. That, exactly. I could totally see that. I'm like that too. That's really cool. Um, cool. Well, tell us how you got into this because I think on the other side of it, I mean, one is like, it's pretty obvious. Check out the tool, use the tool. We'll give you a link at the end. We'll put in the show notes, but, um, it seems like a no brainer to check it out. Like, obviously. So outside of that, I mean, these women are building their business. You know, I'm assuming you've had struggles, um, to build a, a spa business, spa consulting or whatever you're doing, um, sales consulting, all these things. So tell us like, just a little about like, I don't know, a time that you can remember that was really just a struggle for you and that you had to overcome. Cause we might as well jump into some of that since we have a little bit more time and like mindset stuff. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, absolutely. So when I opened my first spa, I mean, I, I'm a licensed master esthetician and I graduated school, went to work at a medical spa. Absolutely loved it. I was like, I'm so good at these services. I'm going to go out on my own. And I opened my doors thinking it was going to be really easy. And within four months, I was completely out of money and had to choose between paying for my apartment or paying for my spa lease. And I moved into my car and chose my spa lease. And I was like, 
wait a second, owning a business is actually way more challenging. And there's a lot more involved than just being good at the actual services themselves. So essentially I came up with my philosophy. I call it the acre method, where in order to have a thriving, profitable business, you have to attract your clients. So ACRE is an acronym that stands for attraction, conversion, retention, and expansion. So I had to become an expert in all of those things for myself in a scale that I was at. And as I continued to grow, I started consulting. And so then I had to continue becoming even more of an expert and mastering this even more. So now in the consulting company, that's what we teach essentially is the ACRE method broken up into chunks based off of people's needs. But I... I mean, I was like, what am I doing? I'm homeless. I never thought I was going to be homeless, but I clawed my way to the top and I figured it out. So that's kind of how I got it. So were you sleeping in your car or were you sleeping at the spa? It seems a little more comfortable at the spa. You know what? I I didn't want to sleep in my spa because I'm very much like a by the books person. And when they did the (laughs) health inspection, they're like, nobody can live here, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. I would not sleep in my spa. I would either sleep in my car or I just couch surf. Yeah. And yeah. People will feel like, I don't know if you remember me, but we had freshmen. Hey, days. I'll give you a facial. If you give me a couch, you yeah, know, exactly. You do exactly. a lot of trades like that. Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. I had to hustle, but like by the end of it, I mean, I had two locations. I had multiple, multiple streams of income, like just awesome success. I was in a really bad car accident. And that's part of why I just consult now is I I couldn't work for like months. So I just shut down my locations and was like, I'm good for now. Now consulting. And then I got into tech because of Shark Tank, honestly. Yeah, let's hear that story. I got to know about that story. But wait, I wanted to know something else real quick. I mean, the car accident sounds horrible. Um, we don't have to go there if you don't want to. But consulting, like, are you consulting spas or what type of consult are you doing sales or what kind of consulting is it? Yeah. Great question. So primarily in the beauty and wellness industry. So we work with beauty professionals, doctors, fitness professionals, all of that kind of okay, stuff. And then, um, yeah, we cover, we have some people that we just focus on sales. We have some people that we're just focusing on the expansion side and hiring and all of that. So cool. a variety. Yeah. So, okay. Just because I said the car accident, cause I'm, I can imagine like how hard that was. And then, I mean, you were lucky to be in a place where financially, like you were okay, not working for a few uh, months, it sounds like, but one of my clients who has her own REA and she's financial advisor, she this year, like this last year got in a car accident, like in all these things happened. I mean, it was like before that she had um, a bully situation with her son and then she had a kidney problem and then she got in a car accident. I don't know if that's the right order. And I'm like, girl, like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, I'm sorry. I haven't been showing up to all the calls. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, take care of yourself. You're fine. Just take care of yourself. And she did, even with all this happening last year, Oh, I think she had her best year since like before her, like, I guess her best year was before she had her twins 13 years ago, but like since the twins were born 13 years, she had her best year ever. And she worked probably, you know, I don't know, 30% of the time. It's crazy. That's fantastic. I good for her. I love that. And I mean, if she's in your program, that says a lot about you and the support and everything that you give as well. But yeah, I was, um, I was in Los Angeles and I was hit by an 18 wheeler on the 405. Uh, he hit me twice. And then I, when I was spinning out, I was hit by another vehicle. I mean, it was crazy. And that's so scary the whole time, like 
as I'm looking into the grill of his vehicle or of his truck at one point, I was just like, man, I do not have time to diet today. I got a lot I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so classic entrepreneur right there. <laughs> like the really I, know. I I mean, that's what happens, like getting sick and stuff. I'm like, I don't have time to be sick. Like I, oh. there's no time for that. There's, I mean, definitely no time for a car accident. So thank God you were okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, it opened up a lot of doors for me. I, I loved doing the services and owning my spas and everything, but I had already established that I really love, I love teaching. I love consulting. I mean, my purpose is to teach others the skills and provide them the resources they need to enjoy greater success and have higher quality lives. That's what I'm about. And so after the car accident, I was able to completely start focusing on my purpose. And it's been, I mean, ironically, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Which is a really like good reason for a pause. Like so amazing, you know, to just have this experience that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy, as they say, and then it completely changed your life for the positive. So I think that's a good lesson right there. I'm just going to pause before we pivot again, but like just for everyone to get, because God, we think like one little thing, Oh, I'm a financial advisor and I have credit card debt. Like, Oh no, I'm an imposter. And like the world's, uh, you know, caving in on me, you know, like that's okay. Like you're going to be grateful for that. You'll be more relatable. You know, I know I had a lot of imposter syndrome and when I was a financial advisor and feeling like a fraud being in debt and all these things. And it's like, that's one of my greatest assets because I talk to women who also are feeling like a fraud or feel like an imposter. And they're like, Oh wow, I thought you had it all together. And that's how you got there. No, the way I got here is by not having it all together and figuring it out or getting help, mostly getting help and getting coaching to get here. And I didn't do it alone, but I was willing to take the risk and I was willing to do something most people won't do, like step up outside my comfort zone constantly so that I can do that. But it's not like anyone successful was handed a silver spoon or silver platter or whatever the the saying is. It's like, and it's not just working hard. It's actually doing things that are scary. So that kind of brings me to um, this tech company. Like I said to you before we started recording, like, are you a tech person? (laughs) And you're like, hell no. Um, So I love that because I'm super interested in all this AI stuff and everything going on. I'm so not techie. And I'm also interested in the idea of buying businesses and expanding, you know, through businesses, which I haven't, haven't done, but I want to. Um, and so how did you, you know, get the guts, we'll say guts to, to do that? How did that even happen? Like I'm, what kind of risks did you take in order to do that? Cause it's launching and you said February, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be right after your launch. So it'd be good. Um, but what kind of risk did you take to make this happen? Cause this is quite the endeavor. Oh my gosh. It's been probably the biggest risk I've ever taken. And I am so happy I did. I absolutely love it. But no, basically what happened was my husband and I, this was a year ago, a little over a year ago, my husband and I were watching Shark Tank and the co-founder of the app Nextdoor was on there as one of the guest sharks. Oh, and I turned I to my husband and I was like, you know, it kind of seems like you got to be in tech to be a billionaire these days. And he was like, yeah, it kind of seems like it sometimes. And I said, what if I came up with a tech company and it did this, this, and this? And he was like, oh yeah, I kind of like it. And then we stopped the conversation. And then a couple of days later, we were on the um, the email list for uh, Grant Cardone. And he uh, he had partnered with some people who build, scale, and sell tech companies. And this email just came in like two days later that was like, Hey, if you have a tech company, we want to hear about it. My husband came running upstairs and shoved his phone in my face. He said, you're going to submit your idea. I said, 
that wasn't an idea. That was just like a weird thought that found me and then ran away. Like that's no. And so he would not leave me alone. So I sat down, I submitted my idea. Um, and it was literally that where you're just like, you had the idea already that was like, what if you're on social media? Okay. So what was the initial idea? So the initial idea, you're going to have to kill us if you tell us. Well, no, it's fine because they told me it doesn't, right. This is me being a non-tech tech tech co-founder. I don't know what tech could actually do. And so I gave them all this stuff and they're like, that's a lot. We no, we're not doing that. But basically it was like a, a resource. It was called local. And it was like a resource for businesses to be able to promote and refer other businesses, but for the customers to be able to find the businesses that they're aligned with and to also find ways to connect with other, like Mm -hmm. it was a lot of stuff. So ultimately I did the pitch and we did some due diligence and everything. And they came back and they said, listen, this is just too big of a fish. And it's really too many things going on here. We are not sold on your idea at all, but we're completely sold on you. Wow. And they said, we have, we have this other idea that has kind of come together and we don't have somebody to be the face of it. And we want you to come in and be the face and co-found it. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay, let's let's do it. And so I've been a part of it. I mean, it took a little while to get everything going. Like there's a whole bunch of red tape inside of tech that you don't really realize. And then with the investing side, I mean, y'all are financial planners, you know, like there's a lot that goes on in investing and Did you have to put your own money into it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then so you're partnered with Grant Cardone or his company. So they've, they've since like kind of split a little bit because they realized it wasn't this perfect fit, but the company is called project 10 K and mm. it's the president is well, no, the owner. Now the owner is Jared Yellen. He's fantastic. So he's like, they're my business partner and they have the team who builds all, all of the it. AI stuff. Wow. And yeah. They take care of everything for me, but I'm, I mean, I'm sales and marketing. Uh, those are things that yeah. I love. Those are things I coach on. And so they were like, You're wow, we're this. That's like a dream come true. Like that sounds so cool to me. Um, it just sounds, yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, I have similar dreams of someone seeing that. I mean, no, I'm just kidding, but no, but no, but truly, because I, I think like, I think it gives me hope because I think of it as like, I would never think to buy an IT or type tech type of company because I'm so clueless around it, but I'm actually talking to the, the, the lead company that does the AI stuff. And I'm like, that would, I could, I could sell that, <laughs> you know, I could, I can get behind that because it's so cool of how it could help. I'm thinking about my financial advisor clients and how, if they had a way to get to high net worth clients in a way they really understood them and know how to market to them again, like it sounds manipulative, but I really think it is the way the world is going. It's just like your date. I think that was a great example is like, we, we want people, we actually like to buy people says people always say like, no one wants to be sold, but everybody likes to buy. Yeah. I have these money types. I'm a cheap chip. I don't like to spend money. So I'm not a big fan of buying, but what I do like to buy is marketing stuff. (laughs) Like I like to buy coaches. I like to spend money or invest money in my business because I like to see an ROI and I like to see big growth. Right. And so I do like to buy the things I like to buy. I just don't like to buy things that most, I guess, stereotypically women like to buy like clothes. I could give a 
you can tell I don't really care, but, um, but, but I do like to buy, but I don't like to be sold. And that's true for everyone, you know? And so if we can actually give people the option, like all, already know what they want to buy, like your tool is now showing them like, well, they're looking for answers for this. It's going to ping you. So you could be the expert to show them, Hey, may I, I might be right fit, you know, and this, this company that I'm working with, it's like, wow, if you can really understand, these are the type of people I want demographically, but how about psychographically? Like, what are the psychographics? Like, how do they think? What's important to them? You know, what, what do they have more of an affinity to? Like, and then, oh yeah, here, let me give these leads to a financial advisor who's going to be like, okay, great. That's the type of person I love to work with demographically and psychographically. And this is how to talk to them, but there's someone very similar to them, but this is how to talk to that person, which would be different. It's like, it's amazing. Now people feel heard before they even are known. Like, it's actually really cool. Scary, but cool. Yeah. Awesome. No, absolutely. And I mean, there's so many distractions, right? There's so much noise there. Every time you open LinkedIn, there are tons of different spam messages, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so if the way to get heard is to curate something that's going to fit, that's going to make sense for that person. And so it's like necessary these days to utilize resources. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone who doesn't do it is, I mean, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. It's kind of like, Oh, I didn't want to, I remember when email came out and I was like, oh, oh, it seems a little complicated, you know, like websites. I don't think I need that quite yet. You know, I was not necessarily the early adopter, like, you know, so, and then I've been a little different in web 3.0, like I bought crypto really early, but, but, you know, like you live, you learn, but I I don't, I, I think it's no matter what, whether you believe in it or you don't, it's something to pay attention to. It's something to understand and to know about. And at a minimum, know that people are doing like prospecting you are going to start prospecting you if they're not already having information that you don't even know is out there. So watch out what you say, because someone's going to find out about it. Um, and we'll end with that. So tell them where to find you, how to get skim it and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to www.skimit.com um, and learn more about it. By the time this episode launches, I think it'll be available. Skimit will be launched as well. So there'll be a link for you to check, I'm sure. In Maybe I can get an affiliate link like skimit.com slash Robin or something. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Check it out. But absolutely. it doesn't mean you pay anymore. Maybe they'll even give you a discount for it. We'll try to hook it up a discount or something and put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know I'm interested, so I want to check it out for sure. Oh yeah. It's going to be fantastic. But then you can also find me on LinkedIn, Melissa Ellis. It's spelled M apostrophe capital L I S A Ellis E L L I S. I just, everybody spells it wrong always. So I always want to let you know, but you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And I'm happy one. to strategize with you. If you're like, I'm interested in using skim it, but I'm not really sure how to make it apply to my situation or let's talk about it. I'd be happy to chat with you about it. That's nice. That's great. Good offer. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Check it out. And it's skim at ET. It's with the ET, like not as an IT skim it. I would I, think like IT, like tech too. Um, skim it, check it out. We'll put it in the show notes and um, we'll see you next time. That was great. Thank you so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.